Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. episode 312 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode I chat to Jürgen Brunner of I Love Sci-Fi about their roguelite action shooter space adventure game. Yeah, I can call it that I think. Called Space Avenger Empire of Mechs. This is an excellent game. I just really really latches on to the concept of Yes, you die, but then you come back just a little bit stronger. And it has a tech tree, and it's just really quite well developed, considering that it changed platforms late in its development. It was originally a mobile game, but then it decided, actually, no, this would be way more entertaining if it went for more traditional platforms, i.e. the Switch and uh, Steam, or Windows PC. And, uh, yeah, it's better off for it. It's a wonderful little game. And uh, I saw it on the Switch, and I thought, wow, this this is fun. I reached out to the developers and said, do you want to come on the show, Sources Factory, and and uh, chat about this uh, this extraordinary game you've made in the form of Space Avenger, Empire of Next? And they said, yeah, we'd love to. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But in this case, it did. And here is the fruit of that very meeting. Chris, from the past... Please, enlighten us. What is it about this game that you found so fascinating? Jürgen! Hi! Who are you, and what do you do? Uh, hi, um, well, first of all, I'm at your cool, cool, cool podcast. Very cool. Thank you for inviting me and us. Um, well, I'm a, a game developer, uh, and together with Clement Willet, we have uh, made our cool newest game called Space Adventure uh, Empire of Nex. I guess that's why we are here. And we are we are indie developers from Austria and France. Yeah. And yeah, that's our thing. So I was just browsing the news section of Nintendo on my Switch because it's a great machine, like we all know. And one of the things <laughs> I love doing, <clears throat> after pulling all my pumpkins out from Animal Crossing, because that's what my machine is. My, my my switch machine is currently an Animal Crossing machine. But I looked at the um, looked at the news and went, "Oh look, that looks cool. That looks you know right up my alley." Um, and I reached out to Jürgen and and, and, uh, and Clement and uh, yeah, and uh, 
it's it's a thing. It's a great game. And we had an email exchange and I invited him on the show and he graciously agreed to appear. And here he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Jürgen, please tell us, uh, how did you make your start making video games? Well, that's, as you can imagine, a long story. Um, well, maybe, maybe I can start with that the whole Nintendo Switch thing is uh, a, an absolute dream for Clement and myself. We both uh, wanted to have our own game on a Nintendo console since we are like kids, I think. And now we are in the late 30s, <laughs> let's call it this way. And it's like really a dream come true to be on, on a Nintendo console. And that's also the start, at least uh, for my, uh, ex from my experience, uh, the start for me was uh, at the friends of mine, at Roman, and he had this crazy white machine called the Super Nintendo, and I was instantly hooked. It, it, it just blew my mind. And then I got uh, Zelda from a friend, uh, and it, it, it changed everything in my life. And from what I know from Clement, he uh, started also with... I think all Nintendo machines, uh, and he's also a big uh, Sonic fan. So he was also at the Sega section. Uh, we don't have a war here, <laughs> so this is pretty cool. And I think we we both started as how can I name it as maybe nerd kids, nerd childs. <laughs> I don't know. And we just we both uh, stepped into this yeah magic world that is video games and. Um, I can only say it from my side. Uh, I I think I wanted to create video games when I was a kid, when I when I saw Zelda or Secret of Mana or Super Metroid for the first time, but there were no possibilities to create games actually besides Q Basic and maybe click and play and and some other tiny tools. But what I did, uh, I painted. Um, I painted more or less gaming magazines with made-up games where I, I don't know, I invented my own games and was talking about it and wrote down reviews about games that don't exist and painted maps and, and wrote cheats and stuff like this. So I, I made up like <laughs> my own gaming world. And uh, well, then many years passed and I, I, I did the classic thing that many people do. I, I learned a normal job i had a normal life and stuff like this and after many years when i was 25 i thought uh i still want to do this i still want to make games i want to make music for those games uh and then uh yeah the short version is i i changed my life pretty pretty in a hard way and uh, yeah that, that's when i became a, a game developer and then and started the whole gaming thing and it turned out as the best decision of my life so I'm, I'm not getting rich because of games but it's it's the thing i i, I love most in my life and i, I think i can do best <laughs> you say you're not and, getting rich but you're getting emotionally rich aren't you you're exactly a exactly happy person and you're content on that thing and oh, oh yeah and the, and the fact that yeah. you're creating these extraordinary things which we're going to be talking about later in with space avenger empire next so that's that's you know i, I applaud your courage to actually go you know what i could sit here and be um an accountant and developing pivots tables for the rest of my life i'm not saying that's what you did but i'm just giving an example but i'd much rather you know sing <laughs> and, yeah and yeah. Uh, many people laugh and mock and you may many many people may have done that when you made that decision 
very close friends may have done that. I do not know. Maybe or some of my best friends maybe encouraged you. I don't know. Uh, but what, what what matters is that you know you went no. I've dreamt about this since I was a wee nipper, and I've decided I'm going to do it. Damn it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> And and uh, just uh, as a side note, I think it's pretty similar for Clement. I mean, he's an IT manager in real life, but he told me that since he was eight years old, when his brother introduced him to to uh, Games Factory, he he uh, to the, the, the development tool, uh, he wanted to create games and created games. And uh, from what I can say, is Clement is like this really game design genius. What I've seen from from him is is crazy. He is ten times as fast as I am. And he, he has this idea, I don't know, like just a small idea, and he creates a game of it in, in a couple of days, and it's like a prototype. It's, he's really one of the best programmers and game designers I've ever met. And this is Clement Wallet, everyone. This is the co-conspirator uh, behind the creation of Space Adventure Empire of Next. That's what we're mentioning. I would call him mastermind of the mastermind. game. He's like the... the... <laughs> Uh, and he's he's based in France, so sadly he's not with us on the show. But uh, he's here in spirit. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, through, yeah. Through Jürgen, we will learn more about him. But so, so you've obviously sort of you know taken a, a, a very significant path to, to to making these these games um, and working in video games. And um, we were chatting in the virtual green room earlier about the the tool you use. Uh, it's called Fusion. Is that right? Exactly. It's called Click Team Fusion. And it's an older tool. It's the uh, it's like the, the next 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 version of Games Factory or Game Factory and Click and Play, and it's it, it's basically a two D development tool. And it's to me it opened the the path to creating game prototypes. Uh, so it's you're really fast in this tool. It's uh, super simple to to get into some smaller games like Mario or car games. And uh, the more time you spend <laughs> with the tool, the better you get, of course, and the more complex games you can create. And it's, they're like, everything is possible in this tool. So it's really a, a good thing for mm, getting to know the whole game design, game development process. And it's quite interesting how you mentioned it's great for 2D. I remember for many years... Unity was rubbish at 2D games. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Use it for 2D. It's like no, no, I can't, what are you doing? No, no, just no. If you're going to do 2D, you can have to. You have to change it to make it look 3D, and then I'll then I'll play. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. know, um, but that is not the case now. Although it's still great. <laughs> uh, it, 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 uh, yeah. But uh, I had no idea. Uh, I just I, I just enjoyed the experience. Uh, I had no idea it was built from from this other engine. I just uh, played uh, Space Avenger Empire of Next, you know, just blind to that and just enjoyed <laughs> the experience for what it is. Um, cool. I mean, I often cite um, Hotline Miami, um, yeah, a game yeah. that was made with no proper coding. It was just, I say, proper coding. Uh, traditional coding i should say or low level language it was all done in very high level uh, game maker stuff so uh, and it's still one of my f- most favorite titles of all time um it's still the the, the visceral sense of like, violence in that game it, uh, absolutely yeah. Yeah, just, yeah um and it's just the speed it's the speed they got 
with that game and everything and, and the music and the, the whole you get soaked in I mean, it's a 2d it's like really yeah not uh, i don't know the word in english but it's really it's it's you don't see much i would say but yeah. it's it, you you get soaked in so so heavily yeah it's really you cool. get drawn into it it's just yeah, uh, yeah. The, the 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 world you become enveloped in this very very strange world which makes no sense <laughs> and the longer you play it the less sense it makes very very clever yeah <laughs> so what, why am i wearing that mask why are you asking that question sorry sorry please don't ask that again i'm sorry thank you so it's this wonderful okay yeah. So my next question is definitely I would like to think uh, for you and maybe hopefully you can answer for Clement as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit of a difficult question to answer uh, once you start overthinking it. And I implore you not to. So you are a creator of things. So what do you believe are your biggest influences? Wow, okay, that's a big one. Um, but maybe I can start with myself and then mm -hmm. go to Clement again, because I, I have written down some notes about Clement, uh, and I hope I can answer in the, in the right way. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was, I think it was, uh, even before the Super Nintendo, it was the Amiga 500, uh, at the same friend of mine at Roman's place. Um, and he, he had this computer and I, I remember when he showed me this music tool, I don't know the name. It was like a synthesizer, more or less. And the Amiga 500 was a music computer. And this this changed my, my life in, a, in another way, I would say, because music is the second most important part in my life. I'm, I'm a musician myself. And it's actually my job. I'm a sound designer uh, in, in real life, money-making things. Um, and I remember that the Amiga changed myself to the way that I, I wanted to get behind how to make music on a computer. And I just fooled around whenever I was there at this place, I, I just fooled around with the computer all day long. And, and uh, it's, it, yeah, I think this was the most important influence about music. Of course, later when I was turned 15, 14, 15, 16, I, I found out about Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple and so on. And yeah, I, I, the first time stairway to heaven is a is a life change changer for every person on this planet in my opinion so this yeah the, the whole music thing grew and about music uh, and about games um i think the biggest influence was zelda 3 on the super nintendo and secret of mana because it 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 changed the way i i I looked on games because the story was not so important at, in the first games I played, like, I don't know, Mark III and, and Prince, Prince of Persia. Oh, hard to pronounce. Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, Funny you mention that. Um, Kane and Rince yeah. recently did an episode exclusively on Prince of Persia, which I was on. And that oh. game, yeah, that game wow. is awesome at the time. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but, yeah. But now... Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's got some features here, my friend. That you no, know. <laughs> just no. How about yeah. no? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Then, so the the music side of things, the act of creating music using a computer, 
that was a major yeah. influence. Octomed was that the major tool on the Amiga? I seem to remember. For example, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just putting yeah. that as an example. That's the one I knew because yeah. I had a 500, then I upgraded to a 1200, which I still own. Oh, yeah. Uh, although never sell it. Never sell it. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh no, no. Uh, but I can't really because uh, first of all, I upgraded it over the years, over and over. It's now in a tower and it can run Quake. I don't think it's an Amiga anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a borrow. It's it's wow. not. It's I don't know what it is, mate. It's running Amiga OS. It really is, but it's dim. <laughs> <laughs> but it can run quite at a reasonable frame rate, about 25, 30 frames. It's just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it's barely an Amiga. Um, but the point <laughs> is, I can definitely relate to, to that. And then you talked about the SNES games, and you were saying that, yes. And am I like, like really interpreting this as being the core underlying game design that you didn't really understand at the time, but now looking back, you do, and that's what you're drawing from. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's it's um, um, especially that's what I wanted to say. Especially when when uh, Zelda and Secret of Mana came out, and I, I realized, wow, you can put like a real like Hollywood, uh, Stephen King kind of whatever story into a game. And when you play the game, you become that character. So th this is, was, th this was, uh, this was huge to me. And, um, that's, um, maybe, maybe space Avenger is not the, the biggest story game, uh, as you can, as you can I see. Disagree. I just okay, 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 Sorry. okay. No, don't go there. <laughs> don't, don't you try and back off from that, Jurgen? I'm not letting you do that. Okay, okay, That's okay, not okay, fair. okay. That's wrong to your writers. No, I'm not having that. Um, okay, okay, no, okay. Uh, because I can see now what your influence is. It's the emotional attachment that you get from the people you're playing and the characters that you're oh, yeah, engaged yeah. with and the avatars you're controlling. That yeah. is what is influencing you, and I can definitely see that. In Space Adventure, Empire of the Neck of Necks, I can definitely, definitely see that. So, yeah, don't, okay, don't, yeah. don't, don't back yeah. off from that. Face it, embrace it. That's <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a wonderful influence to have. And going back to the Amiga and the demo scene, you and I know we were in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And you know, about a month ago, I actually got an album. Uh, vinyl album, four, four, uh, four, um, four sides, uh, but two, two, a double album, um, uh, vinyl. Can't stress that enough. Of um, uh, a musician called Hoffman, who was from the demo scene, still making music on Amigas, but he's actually using multiple Amigas rather than just the one. And uh, he actually okay. made um, it's amazing. And uh, so I can really uh, appreciate that you know the magic that that machine brought as regards to music totally. which... do you do you remember uh, uh xenon mega blast i think oh, it was yes. called like wow yes. wow oh, the soundtrack is still in my head i just I know. Yeah. it's oh yeah it's so just... good the game's not let's go <laughs> the, <laughs> the game suffers badly from really bad design decisions did you know that if you don't get the you don't buy the right upgrade right in the, in the shop you can't finish it <laughs> No, I did not know. I did not know. Wow. Okay. Imagine putting that in the same design now. Imagine doing someone doing a play test and going, "Wait, I didn't buy that upgrade and I can't finish it." Yeah, didn't yeah, No. They they would kill you. The, the world would kill you. Yes. Yeah. But you know, yeah, shocking. But yeah, you know, it's so yeah. The the music, you're right. Um, of Zenon Two, spot on. 
Yeah, not so much the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I mm. say, I speak as someone who also owned an Atari ST. Don't don't yell at me. But I had an ST, <laughs> and th- that was fine with its MIDI stuff and Cubase and yeah, good stuff. Provided yeah. you had a yeah. a thousand pounds worth of or a thousand euros, if you like, <laughs> of of keyboard <laughs> equipment. Yeah, good job. Knock oh, yourself wow. out. Oh, wow. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean the ST had its. It's good. It was a great machine. It was an important machine. It wasn't quite. <laughs> it, you know. at, at the time, yeah. <laughs> at the time, at the time. I'm not gonna. You know, I had some fun times. Dungeon Master, yay! Anyway. Oh wow! Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question, and this one's gonna be tough. Okay. <laughs> uh, because uh, and maybe you can guess what Clement would have answered to this one as well. But um, what developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Oh, okay. <laughs> admire is a, is a heavy word. <laughs> but I can, I can... I Basically can... someone you go, you, you put you people over there, you carry on doing those things. Or yeah, that yeah, person, yeah. that might. I think for for Clement is it, it might be the person I don't know who made it, but I think it would be uh, the person or the people who created Metroid Prime because this is his absolute favorite game. Phase and five. I don't know if it, it was. Pardon? Sorry. Is it Phase Five or? Oh, maybe I, I I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe I I don't know, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he would answer this question with yeah. uh, the people who made Metroid Prime because he. Talks about it a lot, and he, he just loves this game. So this is the GameCube and game, right? Re- 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 Metroid. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the first Metroid game on on the GameCube, and yeah, yeah. and they re- uh, released it on the Wii as a trilogy. So, ah, yeah, they could yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, I love the Prime game, so I can. Uh, Clement, in your absence, I salute you, sir. Yes, uh, <laughs> fantastic uh, game. I love the original as well, Super Metroid. Uh, so that's not the original. The original was Metroid, uh, and that was a tough old game on the NES. But the SNES, they really nailed that concept uh, of yeah. oh yes, yeah. it's, it's just exploration. You know, it's wonderful. I mean, the first time we encountered it was an Exile on the Amiga, but then you, you you saw it on Super Metroid, which was a little bit more approachable, a little bit more understand and understandable because Exile was I don't know, figure it out, <laughs> just, just figure it out. You'll, you'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also the. The music on the Super Nintendo was also so, so, so good because there were like two or three levels or worlds where you are really lost and alone. The, the feeling is, is, it changes a bit like the, the rec chip, for example. I don't want to spoil anything here. That there's a rec chip in this game uh, and it's like a ghost chip and you enter this and there are suddenly no enemies, no nothing and the music changes and the whole environment changes and it, it's so intense. Oh, wow. It's yeah. so, so, so intense. And they did something with this music and the sound on Super Metroid, from what I recollect, that they add channels or voices that weren't there. That was a bit weird. So, yeah, impressive work. Yeah. I, know it's all, Absolutely. I know it's all audio yeah. tricks that you're very, very familiar with. And to the layperson like myself, I don't know how it's done. I know you know it's still the same number of channels, but you can do tricks and uh, layering, I believe. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, my ignorance is showing, but uh, yeah, okay, okay, and cool, and, yeah. And you're and, what and, about and yourself? Um... For me, it's uh, I mean, to to talk about 
I'm like a Nintendo kid. And so okay. it's, it's Miyamoto, of course, he's one of the biggest influences. But to me, I, I found out about um, a guy called Jason Rohrer in 2010. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote an article about him because he was, he, he's an indie developer and he made those really um, pixely small games with so much um so much uh hmm. he he had to tell the world about i think it, one, one game was about his relationship one game was about uh people you uh you love but they have like a, a disease and will pass away more or less soon and he made those pixel games about those topics but really in a way that uh, I, I get the chills right now really in a way that you after you played the game you uh, understand those tough hard topics like breakup or uh, breakups or, or death uh, you know more about those topics and you can relate to to uh, to people who are in the situation and I think maybe this was one of the biggest influences on me because he uh, he showed that games are not only games where you can have fun and play but you can make emotional art with with a very small uh, with, with very um, low quality settings more or less like like pixel art and and chip tune music but you can get like the full impact on emotions so I think it's it's maybe Maybe I want to say Jason Rohrer. He's he's my my hero, my indie game dev hero. Excellent choice, and you're right. He's made some incredible games, and uh, it doesn't really matter what they look like anymore. Indeed, we've gone almost full circle. No, that's that's a, that's wrong. That's wrong. There's more to it than that. But when it comes to visuals and things, it's important. Of course, it is. But it's important in different ways now. Yes, you can have your Red Dead Redemption twos, which look stunning or indeed other similar games of similar sort of graphical quality which take hundreds and hundreds of people to make or indeed you can have something on the other end of the scale where we have one person spending three or four hours a day (laughs) alongside their day job making something exquisite and it looks very basic but emotionally it's far from basic it Mm -hmm. has far more depth than fifa or maybe it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played people, FIFA People are years. screaming while playing FIFA, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's different. It's different. Different emotions. Yeah. Right. We're almost over the first half. See, you made it. Well oh, done. Yeah, it's, it's fast. It's pretty fast. <laughs> um, but I do have to ask this last question of you, and uh, sure. kind of required of me, uh, because um, if we are doing a podcast about video games so be remiss of me not to ask this question and it is as follows mm-hmm. what are you playing right now okay <laughs> well um I, I must confess i don't know what what clement is playing because i think he's working 24 7 so he's no, playing no. The, the, yeah. the developer game i think and, and he's really he's playing threes let's go with that yeah yeah that's <laughs> and and of course he's playing space avenger of course yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. well that's it, a given yeah <laughs> yeah, totally. And from my side, I, I, I'm still a GTA Online fan, but not like a modder thing. But I, I, I just love to 
drive around Los Angeles in my car. It's <laughs> it's that simple. I I, I I don't play missions. I just drive around, and that's my my favorite game since it came out. Actually, uh, besides that, I must confess I play Secret of Mana again because it's uh, is that the one it, on the PlayStation calm. Four? The I mean, they the Secret of Mana on a Secret of Mana on my on my Nintendo DS. Ah. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it's kind of a, a calming down thing. It's like a uh, I don't know the word, but it's like a, it's it's like yoga to me. I, I play this game and I'm zoned out, so it's really cool. And maybe what do I also play? Yeah, it's funny that that we have like a, a, a gamer group uh, where we, we are five or six guys uh, playing games together. And right now we play Daisy actually again after wow. years of not playing it. How and is that now, Because it's, it's cool. Is it good? Yeah, is it still as slow as it was before and then terrifying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 even more terrifying than ever because I think it's because of us because we grew up more or less. And we are more afraid, and we all play less games, of course. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, whenever we see another person in Daisy, we don't we don't go towards the person, but we run away. So this is how we play now. <laughs> but it's it's cool. It's still good. It's still really a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the closest I can relate to is um, uh, player known, you know, PUBG, um, player known's Battlegrounds, and yeah, yeah, in that. For 45 minutes in that game, nothing happens. <laughs> I yes. mean, you get excited about a bush moving. I mean, you, you, yeah, you just like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just walk along and I go, movement, where, where, where? Because yeah. you're using ridiculous military terms that no one uses, really. And it's yeah. like, movement, like what? Over there. It's a bush. No, it's not. It's a, it's a fucking bush. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. And, or, or arguments about where to go. That's a classic. Mm. Go over there. Why? Well, there might be something in there. Well, like a dead zombie thing that's going to chew our face off. No thanks. <laughs> I think you've seen us play. <laughs> this, this, this is exactly what's happening when we play. Oh, this is, dear. Yeah. It's a, but yeah, yeah. It is definitely part of the fun, isn't it? It's just. The, yeah. I mean, the, the, the bare bones that they said gives a. presents. Uh, a, a bare bones experience, and it's the players that make it what it is, and that's, Except, that's yeah, yeah. It's what happens in your head mostly. Yeah, the, it's the imagination. The, the gust of wind yeah. that causes a branch to move sends yeah. you into a frenzy for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about that? Totally. It's, it's fine. It's it was just a branch. No, it wasn't. Is it? <laughs> or in in PUBG, it's it's. Should we get a crate? No, there's the crates just over there. Yeah. Wait, no, we're not going. Yeah. There's about a dozen other people going to the same crate. Yeah, but what if there isn't? <laughs> so it's it's the same everywhere. I can see, I can see. Yeah, I'm afraid so. You're not unique. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's what they lean in. They just, you know, it's what you can't see is what terrifies you. It's what mm. you can't see. And that's where, you know, the best horror games, why do they have it? So, I mean... Gone home. There was a bit in Gone Home that wow, you thought. Wow! Yes, yes. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm not going to mention it because people need to experience it if they haven't experienced it already. And there's a bit where you think you're going to get, you know, stabbed or something, or something's going to. Have... No, no. 
This, this, it implies there's some supernatural thing going on because you've been conditioned to think that about video games that they always portray mm-hmm. something exotic. But no, it wasn't. <laughs> there's nothing there. It's all in your head. And it's just very, very clever. Very clever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well done. Made it through cool. to the second half. Well, we Woo-hoo. can now, indeed, we can delve deep into Space Avenger. Empire of Nyx. So, first question, and I've just realised, actually, before we delve into this, that this is the second game set in space we had in two, two in a row. Sorry everyone, but last week we had Space Crew, which is a different game. It's in space though, but you're controlling a crew in a ship, which is quite funny. Um, but here, you're just one fighter pilot in one sole ship. But uh, in your own words, Jürgen, what do you believe Space Avenger... Empire of Next is. Oh, in my own words. Okay, so it's to us, it's uh, uh, well, obviously, it's a top down space shooter, uh, but it's like more an arena shooter where you have to fight against waves of enemies and they will become stronger and stronger. And you have to, you definitely have to upgrade your ship to survive all the whole waves. And that's the main clue about our game because uh you you really you, you die a lot i don't want to maybe maybe i don't say die you have to restart the same level a lot of times because you have to upgrade your ship that's how you upgrade your your ship in a way um but what we wanted to do is like uh, to create a game that uh, people with not much experience uh, in space shooter games will uh, enjoy but also people who are really tough gamers who, who know a lot of space games uh would also enjoy so we tried to combine those two very different levels of of uh gamers to one game so that's that's how i think i would sum it up in this way yeah it's a top-down shooter it looks if you haven't played it yet looks like a twin stick shooter it isn't um 
it's uh, you do control. You aim and move the ship with the left um, thumbstick, but you actually fire with the trigger, um, and um, and you also do multiple selections of uh, you. You mash that left button. Yeah, multiple. But, uh... The, the cool thing is that we are already working on uh, new stuff for the game. Of course, it's mm-hmm. it's the developer thing. Yeah, and we will implement more movement uh, possibilities. So there will be a twin stick shooter mechanic very 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 soon, oh, nice. and maybe even some more upgrades. But I, I don't want to. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, but exactly. um, or indeed promise things that eventually don't work because that does happen. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But this this yeah. already works. But oh, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say it here. It's, it's a so. Um, we've already hinted at this and described this. But I want to expand on it further because you haven't really delved well talked about a certain aspect of the experience with Space Avenger Empire of Next. But um, you do start off, as you say, with very limited set of abilities very limited um to the point where you have a pea shooter really yeah, fires, yeah. you know and uh, uh and uh but one thing you do start off from the very outset is this sort of like what i call the dodge maneuver i know it's not called that but you basically phase shift from one space to another very quickly yeah. and uh, it's basically it's a very it's a cool cooldown a very short cooldown but it does have one so you can't spam it around the map and become you know invisible to fire but um i just found that that was really powerful maneuver yes. to start yes. off with how have you found designing the enemies and the, and the levels and areas and challenges to make sure that that is it's still it's still it still challenges the player without making yeah. it so they just end up spamming that thing or just what, what have you done with the enemies or the levels and the areas to, because I, I know what you've done but I want you to expand on that please yeah yeah the the funny thing is uh, it uh, especially with the with this movement with this uh, dash movement it was more or less the opposite round we had we didn't have this uh, special movement in the game and I think it's oh, Man, uh, two years, three years ago, I, I, I'm I'm so bad with timing. But it's let's say it's it's two years ago. I was at this uh, game conference in Graz in Austria, and um, we put out uh, a space adventure to play for the people, like just a, a small demo. And and I was watching people playing the game. And the the funny thing is that as on on every player, on every girl, on every boy who played the game, I saw that they that they moved with their body more or less and they they wanted to escape uh just just a little bit from from the enemies and um but we were talking about it and so we realized okay they tried to dash to the sides and uh more or less with their with their bodies and so uh, i was talking to clement uh, in the evening about this and we realized okay we have to put in something like a, a dash upgrade where you can yeah that's what you explained where you can uh, escape the the enemies and when we played it and this is the, the the funny part of of developing a game or designing a game you always have ideas about games uh but then when you play it you realize okay actually the way we didn't think about the game works much better than the way we uh we thought about uh how the game would work and so we we uh, put in the dash movement. We played with it, and we realized, okay, this is like a, it, besides shooting, it's 
it's like the, the, the most, um, how can I say, the most satisfying thing of the game. And that's why we put it into the game. And that's why we changed the whole balancing thing after we put in the dash movement. So we had the game more or less finished and uh, all the AI and all the the balancing curves and, and stuff like this. And then we changed the game mechanics like in a really drastic way. And again, I have to confess, uh, Clement is the mastermind of the whole AI thing. He is like the, this genius who, who knows or could explain it much better than I do. But uh, uh, that, that was that was pretty funny. And that's the, it's funny that you you mentioned it because this was really like we we turned the whole ship. I would say 110 degrees to another direction, uh, the whole ship of development and, and game designing, uh, just because of this movement. Because people, uh, it, it was so fun to watch because people moved their bodies to to dash their ships. So it's it's uh, it was like a really important lesson also to us, a game design lesson to always let people play our games uh, many 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 times, so we can see okay. This is what they enjoy, and this is what they don't like so much, maybe. Okay, yeah, it's um, this should I mean I found it really satisfying when you get a hail of bullets or things hurling, hurling yeah, towards yeah, yeah. you, yeah, and just as they just before you hit you, you just move and like exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. it feels like a Karuga. <laughs> it's like you know bullet <laughs> hell, sort of dodging yeah. that, and it's just like sadly that does it actually. Anyway, just trying to think of a power up. No, you don't. But anyway, you know what I mean. It's just like you maneuver your ship in a place that is as dangerous at one point, but then it will cease to be when the bullets move past, and you can just move into that space where they were, and that's really, really satisfying. Yeah. It's, can... like a, it's like a, a tiny tactic you can come up with. It's like a yeah. really, it's, it's it's pretty tactic. And you can go up against some of the most powerful things that the game throws at you. That 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 uh, Space Avenger Empire of Next really does throw at you and you're just like nah you, sorry <laughs> i'm too fast for you <laughs> yeah yeah and it's really really good really good so thank you the progression tree or tech tree or whatever you want to call it um it, it's 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 pretty big it's not path of exile big but that's its own beast and we don't want to talk about that yeah but it's very big uh and uh so the one so the one in space avenger empire of next uh, is very extensive and detailed. Can you describe how it was designed, please? Uh, and how just a little, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Um, the again, I have to uh, go back two or three years ago uh, when we uh, had the first version of the game finished, and we had, I think, we had five upgrades or so. It's 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 really not much, but we were we were both happy with how the game was was playing and was moving and we had like this uh, laser upgrade uh i think rockets like the the homing missiles and something else yeah and and people enjoyed it and yeah we wanted to just create a, a small uh game like this and then for some i would say personal reasons uh clement and i had to stop developing something happened in his life something happened in my life and we we had to focus on on real life for for quite a time and after that, Clement, uh, I don't know if he called me or wrote me, uh, he, he just, uh, we, we had contact again and he said, hey, I I worked a bit on, on a Space Adventure and it was like, to me, it was like really a, a super, super cool present that he was working on the game again because I was, yeah, uh, 
in a different zone in my head. Um, and uh, I started to work on the game as well. And we realized, okay, we need this. Um, can I mention Pokemon here? We, we need this uh, this Pokemon effect where you have to catch them all in this way. So we we wanted to create a lot of lot of lot of uh, upgrades for the game. Uh, so we tried to think, okay, what are the um, the best, most funniest in a way that what, what makes the most uh, what makes the most fun in playing games uh, upgrades uh, ever in in uh, space shooter games so of course there were like uh, you have to buy different chips or you can buy different chips this is obviously the, the most uh, low level thing so there are like i think huh i don't know like six different chips or so yeah. at the moment yeah we changed this a lot of times. Oh, no. uh, and with the upgrades, um, we were both mm, super, super, super influenced by the weapons of uh, Star Wars and Star Wars games. So that's why there is this, uh, we called it a seismic bomb in the game. Uh, and I know there's no no uh, air in space, so there will no, not be anything that's, that's uh, soundy or whatever. But we still wanted to put in a lot of upgrades uh, people can uh, people will understand because of the movies they saw um, so we tried different upgrades and we yeah we, we tweaked around a lot so it's it's to be perfectly honest it's a lot of trial and error uh, mm. we, we put in something uh, we put in some upgrades we tried it and if it was fun uh, we left it in the game. If it was not so much fun, we put it, uh, yeah, aside uh, and tweaked, a, uh, tweaked uh, on it uh, maybe a little later. But yeah, the the main goal in the end was to start as a top-down shooter where you have like maybe one or two weapons, and in the end, you also mentioned it already. In the end, it's more like a bullet hell game. So this is this is was the the path we were walking on. We wanted to start super 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 easy and super basic basic, but in the end you have like this really powerful ship and the whole screen is full of bullets and explosions and purple green. Yeah, it's, it's stuff. up there with Gradius and, Five. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it yeah, gets, yeah, it gets there. It gets there. It, it gets, <laughs> cool. Oh boy. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's kind of a, a reference point, I think, with the Gradius games. Certainly, the later ones are quite oh, yeah. silly. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this, it's, it's also, it has something like a, a Zen game. It, it, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you play it, and after every uh, people out there will will realize when you play the game, like a couple of hours, you get really, uh, you get into the game a lot, and uh, you. <laughs> yeah, you 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 need the bullets. You need those flashy lights uh, to yeah to be inside the game. I would say. Yeah, it, I don't it, know it, how to reward the perseverance, which we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, 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 Later, um, but uh, so, so I've got this one more, another question. Then it's related to the targeting. Yeah. So you when you when you're flying around, the ship automatically targets an enemy immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Um, why is that there, and how did <laughs> yeah. that how did that come about? What, what what is what is that about? Yeah, there, there are already some some conspiracy theories about this. Actually, right. that we have a lot of YouTube videos about it, this exact point. Um, 
The funny thing is we, we were talking about FIFA before and uh, Clement and I wanted to uh, to more or less copy this from, from FIFA. So the, the ship targets automatically on the nearest enemy and you have the right uh, the left uh, shoulder button to switch the target if you want to. And uh, it w when you know how the whole thing works, it's really cool to play with this system, but we realized during the process of, of release and during the whole, uh, during the last two weeks, we realized that people um, are a bit confused about this mechanic. Uh, it works for, after you realizing how, how it works, it works really cool and it's, it makes the, the game a bit more fun. Um, but yeah, we realized it's, it's not for everyone and we still want to make this game for everyone as good as it's possible, of course. Um, so we, yeah, that now I can look a bit in the future. We, uh, already have created the second upgrade for the game, which will be released in two or three days, I think. Uh, and we, um, upgraded this whole, uh, locking system to something more open. So you still, the, the ship still locks on the enemy, but if you, uh, use the, um, the right, uh, trigger, you can, uh, disable this auto lock system and you can aim to the enemy. So you have more or less both, uh, the, um, the best of both worlds. So you can, you have the auto lock system and you have the aiming system and you can, as, as the player, you can decide if you want to stay in the auto lock system or in the, uh, aiming system for the more advanced players. But uh, this is something maybe I can also answer with uh, Clement's words. He told me that he wanted to create a game that's really accessible for his 10-year-old son. And he's a gamer, of course, but still he's uh, not so influenced from all the millions of games we have played already. Yeah, he probably um, hasn't played Robotron. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but so, so he wanted to create something that is... In the beginning, really simple to understand. So you can fly around, and the 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 ship or the AI of the ship knows what it is doing, uh, and he has fun with it. So this is mainly why we put in this this auto aim thing uh, into the game. Excellent. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. It's uh, it uh, it's still it's still especially the swarming ones, the small little ones yeah, you first encounter. Yeah, yeah. They can yeah. really catch you out because you start uh, locking onto one. And it was yeah. originally your closest. Now it's not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to constantly yeah. sort of switch over. And one of the most powerful upgrades I, I discovered and unlocked uh, was the was the radar one, which gives the health. Yes, 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 yes. Incredible, because yeah. yeah. then you can prioritize your targets. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need That's to do. Real... Like, well, that one's almost dead, so I've got to focus on that one. <laughs> That's a really important one. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's so good, but it takes ages to unlock. It's so good, which yeah. leads me to my last question, Jürgen. All oh, right, no. yeah. Here we go. At the core of Space Adventure Empire of Next, there is a sense of rewarding the player for perseverance. How do you believe you encourage this behaviour in the player? Uh, now my Austrian English uh, just okay. hits in. What's perseverance? Just, <laughs> um, like constantly trying, constantly ah, working, yeah, yeah, always yeah. going back, 
despite yeah. constant defeat, constant yeah. pushback, you still get up and go, I'm not giving up. What mm-hmm, do you mm-hmm. what do you believe in the design of Space Avenger Empire of Next you've done to prevent people from just walking away and go, I can't be bothered? Yeah, yeah. Well, the I know it's like a, a game design sin that you um that you put in something that makes hmm, makes a bad feeling more or less or makes something negative to something positive. I know it's always better to put in uh, game designs that uh, reward the player. That Like you always, uh, you never die or you never get defeated, but you have like a little, little tiny negative thing, but you get still rewarded with something. Uh, in Space Adventure, we were influenced by a couple of games that have like that, that play with the opposite effect more or less and the funny thing is it's also it also happened by coincidence or a lot of happened by coincidence when we had the first prototype of the game um, and we put in the first upgrades or up uh, updates for the ship um, in the very beginning we had uh, i told you before we had a different system we just had like five weapons but we had a lot of ship upgrades and um when we played the game and we realized, okay, when we put in this menu screen where you can buy stuff right after you died, uh, it's it's it, it it gives you this kind of Pokemon feeling, like I mentioned before. Like you you play the game, you explode, and then you can upgrade something with uh, yeah with the things you collected during the level or during the first wave or second wave or whatever. Um, a friend of us told us then, okay, maybe it's not a good idea to put this screen right after you die because it, it, it kind of makes no sense. So we put it where it is right now uh, when you restart the level. But this to us is like the most rewarding thing that keeps uh, people at the game. It's a bit like uh, in the roguelike games or in those... Uh... Can I can I mention all the games here? Or is it like, uh, do you have like... It doesn't matter. It's weird, cane and rinse. We don't mind. Games are games. It doesn't matter when they're made. This is the game. Okay, okay. You know, because we about music earlier, you know, whether it's Led Zeppelin. Or yeah, okay. It's, true, true, true. Okay, okay. You know, it doesn't matter. So, uh, I mean, it's like a, a super famous game, Dark Souls. Is Everybody knows it. A lot of people played it. And uh, it. I think we wanted to play with the, with the same system that uh, you might get, like in life, you might get defeated a hundred times, a thousand times, but you still stay on the saddle, this famous uh, stay on the saddle of the horse thing. Um, and we also wanted to to put this in the game and we re- realized this is this has some, yeah, it, it, it has some special maybe psychology behind it. It, it, yeah. it rewards you when you when you die and you want to understand, okay, why, why did I not make this level? And you get an upgrade, then... It pushes you. It makes something with the player, and this is uh, something we didn't know. We, we, we are no psychologist or anything, but we we realized it when when we played our own prototype, and so we put it in the game and made it much bigger with those uh, upgrades you can you can buy. Absolutely, that's it. You nailed it, and I'm happy that you made reference to the uh, Souls games. I mean, I've been playing those. <laughs> yeah, I finished Demon Souls. Uh, way back in the day when it first came out. It's one of the few games also imported uh, <laughs> uh, because at the time there was no promise they were going to release it outside North America. 
they did eventually after they saw Sense and realised that what they've made is something quite special. And now they're re-releasing it again on the PlayStation 5 in about a month. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> From the time of recording, by the time everyone listening to this, the PlayStation Five will be out. Oh boy. Uh, but uh, yes. Uh, um, but no, I'm, I'm glad you you made reference to that because you're right. Despite being constantly pushed back and punched in the face uh, in, in <laughs> yeah. Space Avenger Empire of Next, and you will be on a regular basis, you will still come back. And what's really lovely is that you'll build and you grow. And then you go back to that same level and go, you used to own me, now I own yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that, sense, that's a, the perfect explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sense of, oh, you think you got me now? No, I know what I'm doing now. Granted, half an hour ago, I was junk. Now I'm the master. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's wonderful. It's the, it's the sense of accomplishment. And also what's lovely is that each level everyone has actually split into easy, medium and hard. And he can actually redo them in these various difficulties. And they are genuine. These difficulty grades are absolutely well-developed and well-designed. There's definitely a, a curve to them. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really well put, put through. So you do find yourself experiencing the same sort of uh, story uh, arc, which we haven't really delved into, but there is one, everyone. It's a very interesting story arc. Is there's lots of players and lots of different interactions you make assumptions and your assumptions are wrong and there's lots <laughs> of bait and switching and all that kind of stuff and lots of very clever storytelling which is done within you know a game like this is very unusual to encounter you normally find it in japanese games like on the pc engine where they did shooters and they had all these big story arcs around the, the pilots and and stuff, and it got, it got all very involved, and you have these big anime scenes. I'm not suggesting that happens here, but it's it's there is there is people and characters and creatures and things involved uh, who all have a vested interest in what's going on, and it's fascinating how you manage to merge these two very different genres together. So you've got this <laughs> extraordinary story going on. It's it's, it's multi-layered, everyone, to to <laughs> this this basic this this extraordinary shooter game. So Space Avenger Empire of Next. It's developed by Ilox Sci-Fi and Clement, Clement Woodley Games. games. Yeah. So and published by Click Team, of course. Uh, technically, because it's uh, according to Steam. I'm just quoting from Steam here. Um, yeah, that's uh, Click Team yeah. is the, the the guys who created the game we are uh, the game development engine we are working with. So indeed, yeah, and uh, it's out now. And the platforms I have here is Windows PC and Nintendo Switch. I believe that's exactly, there. and it will uh, be released on Xbox and PlayStation in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I hope. Wow. Or we hope. Yeah. Okay. Nicely done. Cool. But. Um, Jürgen, it's been wonderful having you on the show. It really, really oh, has. Um, thank you so much for inviting us. It's it's a pleasure. It's my first podcast ever, so it's really... Uh, I hope I was not too nervous, but it was no. really cool. Thank you so much. No, it's been fantastic having you on, and you're more than welcome to come back to chat thank about you. what next game you have made. Uh, and believe me, we will be here. We will be here. Cool. Um, uh, because uh, we've had a lot of return guests recently uh, for, you know... Because they they go away and then they come back three years later with another game and in fact that was last week's last week's episode we, there was a return guest so it's it it can and does happen so again the invitation is is heartfelt and uh, thank you very much 
Thank you, thank you so much. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Canaan Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canaanrinse.com.